0: Film on the Rocks is back, baby. Film on the Rocks has been Colorado's essential summer event for over 20 years. They feature live performances and movies under the stars at the iconic Red Rocks Park and Amphitheater. The summer series combines some of the best in culture, views, and cult classics. It's a movie experience like no other. These viewings fill up fast, so make sure you get your tickets ASAP. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. I'm your host, Ruto, joined as always by AJ Haefeli, as we are officially in August now. Uh, best month. Best month?
1: Yeah, I know everybody else hates
0: it, but I love August. All right, well, AJ can love August. Certainly for the NHL, it's not the most exciting month most of the time. Usually not a whole lot going on around the league. Uh, However, I think uh, I feel pretty safe in saying I don't think the Avalanche are done with their offseason yet. There may not be any more major moves, but I think there's still something to come. AJ, are are you in agreement there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I still think that there's a Valmachushkin... Late off season, cheap one year deal for somebody, right? Like yep. we saw, we saw some of the guys that we had had an interest in go off the board over the weekend. Uh, you know, Nick Ritchie, uh, Andre Kasha, both end up in Toronto. Weird to me that all these guys are so attracted to going to Toronto uh, to to give it a whirl, and it like consistently just does not work up there.
0: But I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into that one. but
1: Yeah, I mean, the players obviously love playing there, and they love the city, and they want to be there. But it's interesting that it's like so many guys cycle through, and they're like, oh, my God, this was my dream. And then it doesn't go well, and it's like, was that the best thing for your career?
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely tough, right? It's yeah. To go to hockey mecca, but then... You have the the counterpoint of like the the news cycle there and the media there. It's just yeah, it's like very overbearing. I'll put it that way.
1: It's a tough. It's it's a tough environment. Definitely yeah. tough environment. Um, <clears throat> I think I think the maybe the big factor, uh, in this off season, that uh, like to to be determined still is the New York Islanders.
0: They have continued to do nothing. <laughs> like, there's a bunch of dudes that are
1: connected to them. But nothing's done on them. <laughs> but it's like not a word has come out. Yeah. And it's it's also weird to me that, like, media people are like, this is what makes Lou so great. That his players <laughs> might just walk. <laughs> Well, and it's it's like this 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 is it like
0: the this
1: is the thing that makes Lou
0: great. Uh, to be clear, on the Islanders, they have three RFA's still to sign, all of them pretty relevant: Bovillier Pelic, and Sorokin. Uh, and then they're also obviously still tied to Sezakis and supposedly still tied to Palmieri as well.
1: Yep. So we'll see. <laughs> the Islanders are old. Uh... Not really. Uh, they, uh,
0: yeah, I don't.
1: They have one they have one defenseman over the age of 30 in Andy Green, and uh, then they're. I guess he's way over the age of 30, but. Yeah, and like oh, Varley's 33, but is about to lose his job there. And then I guess the depth guys are, are up there, you know.
0: Um, yeah, I guess their forward core isn't young, but it's not like ancient either. Yeah, like
1: it's not like the stars here.
0: And, like, they have Bavillier, they have Barzal, they have Wall Street. Yeah. Like, they have some young dudes in there, too. Yeah.
1: They have a decent mix. Anyway. Anyway. I just thought that was an an odd comment where I was just like, oh.
0: Point being, I think particularly for the abs, you look at someone like Casey Sezikis, and all of a sudden, if he's on the UFA market, you're calling that dude's agent, right?
1: Wait, wait. Wait. Did they? Is Vegas adding Eichel, or is this dude just talking? Because I missed a whole weekend worth of stuff. Yeah,
0: no nah, man, no shot. Never trust the chat.
1: Okay, I mean I'm. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I mean
0: anything's possible, but I'm not seeing it in my feed at this moment.
1: Anything is possible. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna add Eichel now. They went out and uh, like they they did a good job clearing money with with flurry, but now they have to clear way unless, more money.
0: Unless they're somehow trying to flip that Dadnov contract, like
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh, uh, the Tuck injury isn't going to be long enough.
0: Yeah, no, he because he'll be back mid season. They can't yeah. like Kucherov him. Yeah, we'll we'll see about
1: Michael, But I mean. Vegas would have to like Vegas would, but it's possible. But Vegas would have to move out some serious some serious cash to do it. Yeah,
0: if it wasn't for Tuck's injury, they were over the cap right now. <laughs> yeah, like even with Tuck, if Tuck missed the whole season, I'd have trouble fitting. And
1: up. and even then, the idea that the window is closed because because Jack Eichel would go to Vegas, like okay, so there's one team. Yeah. And uh, the likeliest path for those two teams to see each other is the conference finals.
0: Yep. Which so also, Eichel's going to be out until like February, with whatever surgery he's getting.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, whatever's going to happen there. Yeah. There's
0: there's so many question marks. There.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's a whole other. What happens with Eichel and the surgery that he wants, and what does he do? Blah blah blah.
0: Yeah. In any case. Yeah. Don't don't believe everything you read on the Eichel.
1: Yeah. It? Well, and the idea the idea that the window is shut is insane. Like, there are some teams there are some teams that had that had short windows, right? Like we saw with the Jets. That that wasn't that that was one run. Uh, we saw with Nashville, that was one run, basically. Yep. Because um, Nashville just got worse every year after that. So, uh, I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> you never know until they play the games for sure, but... Yeah, I mean,
1: Colorado's run could be completely over, it's true.
0: The Avs have kept their core together outside of a change in goal which right
1: the big the big thing that the abs that make the abs different is that they don't have any like high high leverage free agents that they're likely to lose yep like winnipeg was in a tough spot because tyler myers and jacob truba didn't want to be there yep you know so it was like okay well let's 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 see you know <laughs> Dustin Bufflin retired like they they got cleaned out Nashville I don't understand how that happened uh, they should have continued to be good and then they just stopped they but Colorado
0: forward but yeah
1: Colorado's best players their best three defensemen are 22 23 and 27 and Bowen environment is 20. yep like that defense gonna be there for a while. Goaltender remains a major question mark long term, but at forward, your your two your two best are 24 and 25 years old.
0: Well, yeah, it's and they happen
1: to also be two of the very best at their respective positions. Your so top
0: three defense are here indefinitely. McKinnon, yes, only has two years left, but Rantanen and Landis Gog are here indefinitely.
1: Right, but I mean, even with even if even if you're one of the dooms the the doomsday people, where it's like, oh. If, if McKinnon doesn't – if the abs don't get out of the second round last year, McKinnon's going to walk because he's going to be sick of losing. So, like Nathan McKinnon had an entire first half of his career that was defined by losing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a little different world if you lose in the second round, but that's just my perspective. I, I guess it could be you could ask him. But and even then, even if even if you were the doomsday people that he's gonna leave, you have two years. Yep. It's not like they're gonna trade Nathan McKinnon. So you have two years.
0: Yeah. There's certainly there's plenty of work to do next offseason. Avs have, have a bunch of UFAs, but which yeah would look they will be, a, be working on that right now for all we know, but
1: it could be a big opportunity for them to remake themselves and fill some holes if they feel the need. Yep. it could be look the best case scenario I think um everything with Darcy Kemper goes great you bring him back you bring back Andre Barkovsky you try and bring back val lachushkin but I think valushhin's gonna probably price himself out someone um
0: third liners with high very good metrics love to get overpaid in this league like <laughs> yeah
1: straight up man like that's a guy that You can totally see that guy having like a fluky like 18 goal season this year and go out into the open market and somebody give him like four or five million dollars a year. And regret
0: that contract immediately. Yeah.
1: And be like, oh boy. (laughs) So yeah. Anyway, the the next year are they have a they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of cap space to play with, they have a lot of UFAs to deal with. Um, a lot of big decisions to make so yep No that's doubt about next, it. next year's problem
0: not the topic of today's show the main topic of today's show is what's left in this year's ufa or this year's problem market i suppose i mean let's let's start there what's what is the biggest name out there that has a realistic Chance of actually happening because obviously names like Tarasenko have been swirling in trades, not to the Avalanche, but I, th-
1: yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think without without knowing about the trade, I mean, we assume Tarasenko and Jack Eichel aren't Colorado, right? Proud.
0: Certainly, they don't seem relevant to the Avalanche. Put
1: it. Yeah. So, so really, trade market wise, I don't really know, but um. Yeah, I guess I guess it's Jonathan Duran might be it, but the, the ads can't pay for that. Montreal would have to
0: take on some cap.
1: Yeah, they would have to they would have to eat that a lot of that contract as which, much as as much as they're allowed. They basically can't do that. <laughs> are they also? I mean, they should be about capped out. They are thinking.
0: over the cap, and they still have to sign Kokaneami, which okay. they Weber on. Injured reserve will get them to where they need to be. But yeah, they have no interest in retaining on Drew, and I'll put it that way.
1: Yeah, well, and Paul Byron also is going to miss him. Yeah, that's true. He's missing like six months. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that surgery will help clean out that space. Anyway, uh, point is, is that they would have to eat at least uh, up the max 50% of Duran. Two and a quarter. And to be honest, for it to make sense for Colorado, uh, they might even have to do more than that. They might have to send it through Buffalo or Ottawa to wash some, some cat space. Yeah. So like they 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 send it to Ottawa for fifty percent retention and then Ottawa retains fifty percent from there. You and end,
0: all of a sudden, you end up with Drew on less than a two million dollar contract. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, you end up you end up with a really cheap Jonathan Duran for two years, where you're like, okay, well, as he works through his problems, this became an opportunity that made sense. Yep. Um, the big the big problem there would be that analytically, um, big, big big yikes there for Duran. Um, yeah. Pretty pretty. Uh, Really, really, an entire career of really poor
0: underlying numbers. Gigantic, gleaming, flashing sign that says passenger over that guy's head. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Power play specialist Jonathan Duran, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think... Uh, yeah, I think between, between um, like, that guy and maybe a Christian Dvorak... Maybe a Jake DeBrusk, like those could be guys that have been in the market that just haven't moved. But you would think you would have thought that if they were going to move, it would have happened already. Yeah.
0: Again, this is August, right? It, uh, those rumors tend to die down through August, and then they maybe pick up around the start of the season again. But. It's, it's a tough trade market in August, we'll put it that way. If, if you didn't get it done at the draft, if you didn't get it done at the opening of free agency. Yeah. A lot of teams like to wait it out a little bit.
1: Well, I mean, most of the teams have done their business. That's also you know? true. Yeah, like Like, there are seven teams that are technically over the cap right now. Yep. And then from there, there's another six that are within five million.
0: Now to be fair there's a couple that are still under the cap. Yeah, as well, but that is a completely different world than the one the abs are living in.
1: So. Right, and that's three rebuilding teams, Detroit, yep. Buffalo and Ottawa. Like those are
0: those are teams that are like,
1: oh, well, we don't really need to spend any money.
0: How is Ottawa currently projected cap space only 51 million right now?
1: Go look at their roster. Like they need Thomas Shabbat's 8 million to prop them up.
0: That's wild, man.
1: Yeah. They're, yeah, they need Matt Murray's super contract. there.
0: So. <laughs> they have to spend 8 million more to get to the floor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they've got Brady Kachuk's uh, RFA deal. So that will happen. I, I'm sure they'll get there, but it's just, My, not- this whole Gerard is too small thing. Las Vegas proved that is nonsense. Like, Gerard had a tough series. Yeah, we, sure, no, we
0: gotta just stop talking about this. We've made it very clear that that's just not true. I I
1: just don't understand how Vegas Vegas exposed Sam Gerard, but it's also like Ryan Graves and, and Patrick Nemeth were the ones that
0: were just a disaster in that. Yeah, they got that? they got
1: absolutely destroyed.
0: In games three and four, the F's top line completely disappeared. In game six, Grubauer just was awful. Like there's so many problems in that series. It's
1: like there were yeah, it was Death by a Thousand Paper Cuts, and it's weird that Sam Gerard is taking like Sam Gerard is to blame for that series. Like what? Anyway. Sam Sam Gerard damn near broke even in underlying numbers, despite
0: Everybody universally agreed. Meanwhile, that he right did right. was that he needed to be better. While Tyson Jost is getting caved on the up second line, but right, yeah. right. like
1: Tyson <laughs> Jost throws up a thirty-eight percent. Yep, and people are like, "Well, he really, really played great there." <laughs> Tyson Jost had a great season. Like,
0: <laughs> all right, it, it's just. If I have to keep talking about Sam Gerrard being an issue, I'm going to have to drink. So we're brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official <laughs> beer of DNBR. You can get it down at the DNBR bar or get it online. Use their Breck beer locator. Find your local liquor store that has it. Go get it, especially if they have their good company seltzers because uh, they're flying off the shelves. I know I had at least one person DM me if AJ needed some help finding some to bring it up to Canada, but.
1: Did You see the picture Z posted on uh, Twitter
0: yesterday? I did not. Was it a whole
1: haul? Anything? I did not need help.
0: Okay, he found plenty. Yeah. Do you have to? Uh, Do you have to go through Canadian customs to get that much alcohol in the country, or what? Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Also, use Green Mountain Dental Group because when you drink that much hard seltzer, it might rot your teeth a little bit. So. Jump on it, It's 15 minutes from downtown Denver, the best family dentist in the Denver metro area. When you get a cleaning x-ray and exam with them, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush as well. So get your teeth clean, get them looking nice. They're great. I, I've, I There have not been many dentists in my life that I've gone to that have been like a good experience. So the fact that I can say that about Green Mountain Dental, it helps also you know consider throwing a couple bucks our way whether that be a super chat or signing up for an annual dnbr membership um uh, I, I kale will know this is our is our football deal still going on right now I, I believe so so there you go use uh camp 21 is it or is it camp camp 2021? 2021 there you go camp 2021 it's like you literally get a gift card to the dnvr locker for the price of the membership so it, how you, however you look at it, it's either like you get a year men- your membership to buy a couple of shirts or if you get a year membership, you get that value in, in DNVR locker gear. So there's no reason not to right now. Jump on it. Get the value. Get some sweet shirts. Don't buy Bronco shirts. Buy Av shirts like Big Moose, like the Fort Norrisman. Be cool. Buy the Three-headed monsters locked in, baby. There you go. Easy, easy lockdown right there. You can get it and, and have it forever, basically. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Ruto, I have a question. Hit me.
1: Do you know who Gerard matched up against in the Vegas series most often?
0: I would guess that it was their top line, but I don't know for sure. Which one was
1: their top line,
0: though? Oh, boy. I guess Patches, probably, with Stevenson. Well, yeah, because Patches played wing. It was weird uh Stevenson and who ended up on the other side of that I don't know.
1: Hold on, let me I'm just this is just my own curiosity. Yeah, this here. is
0: this is a total guess for me as well, but
1: uh yeah, game 6. Which one which one would you say is the top
0: line? I I don't know, dude. They ran Stevenson mm-hmm. as their top center for most of the series.
1: But... Yeah. Yeah, between uh, Stone and Petrarini. Uh, okay, it was Stone yeah. And so Gerard, just for the record, in Game Six, sure. Uh, game Six, Gerard's top top assignment was Theodore Carlson and Marchessault.
0: Okay, so second line essentially. Yeah,
1: and just for the record, um, just this is just what happened. Uh, put up where's his expected goals against those guys, put up a 73% expected goals directly head to head against them.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. And then broke even against the other lines, except for the fourth line, which chewed them up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair so, enough. I just think it's just interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll I'll let that one lie for the moment. But we we talked about the trades. AJ, let's get into it. Obviously, the on the forward side, at least, the name on everyone's mind is Tomas Tatar. Yeah. Uh, how, as this drags on, does this get more or less realistic for the ABS that that he could be an option?
1: Um, well, they've got they've got somewhere in the area of four million to to play with. We don't know what kind of offers uh, he has. Yeah. yeah, we don't know what kind of offers he has out there. So uh, that's you know, without knowing that, that's tough. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Um, I'm yeah. just revisiting some of these horrors.
0: Yeah, all of the the rough numbers right now.
1: No, they're really. I'm looking at games five and six, and Gerard Gerard won both of them.
0: Yeah, again, Gerard was far from the problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all agree he needed to be better. Although the Carlson line beat Gerard up a little bit in game five.
0: I mean, but but I, his, his start of the series was was worse, if I recall yeah. correctly. But
1: it, anyway, yeah. I, I just I, I'm just kind of just flipping through out of curiosity because I I don't think I, I don't think I did this after the series was over. Um. So anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh yeah, Tatar. So the longer it goes on, like we don't know what kind of offers he has. You remember Mike Hoffman last year, basically had to sign the the token PTO so that that the Blues could get through the cap. Sign the actual deal after, yeah, after the, after the after yeah. the season had started. Yeah, he signed his he signed the one year five million dollar deal um, to help them get just get through some cap games. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting stuff. Um. It would have been. I, I don't. I don't know the likelihood of that happening. Tatar's regular season, his underlings, all of that stuff is really good. It's absolutely going to be problematic for teams in the league that there have been problems in the postseason. Yeah. Like uh, when he was in Vegas, it was a total disaster, and then this last year he got scratched as they were going to. The cup and, finals, and it's and, like...
0: Uh... And justifiably so, too. This is a dude who, in his regular season career, is well over half a point per game player.
1: Yeah, and then in the postseason is like a...
0: He has 12 points in 40 postseason yeah. games. Like, <laughs> It's a significant difference from his regular season play. Yeah.
1: It's a major drop-off, and I think that's... It's a fair concern. I mean, you can't just ignore that. So... I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that is affecting his market right now. I'm not sure what he wants Um, for Colorado. I don't think that there's like a desperate need for another forward. I think the the need on defense is bigger.
0: I we're gonna get there,
1: yeah. But like you look at their forward core right now, you have the top line. Really, the biggest hole that you have is Brandon Sod's departure on the second line which which I'm
0: talked about <clears just throat> dropping new hook into that spot right yeah i'm
1: penciling new hook into that spot uh, whether he stays there i don't know we'll we'll see yeah. you know whether he even starts there whatever uh, and then confer takes Donskoy's spot on the third line the only problem there is that confer and jost have consistently not worked well together over the years and you really you don't want to break up Jost and Nachushkin because they were so good together. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what to do there. Um, you know. You I'm, know,
0: I I almost wonder if uh, if they don't fire off Maltsev with that third line, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we don't know what to expect with Maltsev. Um yeah. He's gonna get he's gonna get dropped into the lineup somewhere. Yeah, and then pre Timmin's trade McDermott was also going to be part of this forward core. Post Timmin's trade and barring another move, he's I think back to being a D, yeah. I think he's probably back on defense. Uh, but but we'll we'll see how he gets used as well. But like between, you know, Darren Helm will definitely be on the fourth line and Logan O'Connor will definitely be on the fourth line. Yeah. Those and then
0: good. Basically, surefire locks.
1: Yeah, team. and then after that, we'll see between, you know, between, you know, we went through this list last yep. week.
0: Yep, you can go watch our our show <laughs> fleshing out the abs roster last week if you want to check that out. Um, in any case, before we get to the defenseman, just a, a couple other names that are still out there that I can't imagine the abs have too much interest in. Outside of Casey Sazekas. Um, which we've talked about before as well. If he doesn't end up staying in New York, could be a, <laughs> an option for the Abs. Uh, but beyond that, uh, Zach Parise.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and most people assume that Parise is part of whatever the hell the Islanders are up to.
0: Yeah, that's true. He's been tied to them a lot. You have guys like Zay Jack, James Neal, Tyler Bozak, a bunch of dudes well into their thirties. That probably aren't a ton of interesting to the abs. I guess Marcus Johansson is there. Um, yeah,
1: I always liked Mojo, but I think what happened in Minnesota is like, okay,
0: it's it's over.
1: Yeah, it's probably done for him. And yep. like the versatility was was a big part of his intrigue. Yeah. Um, but I I don't like could he replace. You know, at, at a million, two million dollars, if he if they try to get him to replace Donskoy, I'd be open to the idea. I'm I'm a little surprised that Tyler Bozak isn't more of a fascination for them, given given like his long history playing center as like a depth center.
0: Sure, you get kind it. of
1: guarding that he would guard against um, Tyson Jones not being able to repeat last year. Because right now, right now, Tyson Jost is kind of on an island or they need him to be the guy that he was in the second half of the season. And because if he repeats the first half of the season where he scores two points or whatever, then the ads have a big, big, big center problem. And so I've, I'm kind of surprised that that Bozak isn't a louder talking point for them. Um. Assuming he wants to continue playing. Yeah. Because, factor, because right? Darren Helm can play any spot on a fourth line. And Bozak would, you know, bo you would tell Bozak you're like, hey, we want you to be the four C. If uh things go south, if, you can if, be a three C. Yeah. yeah. You can guard against the he's a he's a guy that's played on a penalty kill his whole career, like he's thirty five year like he's got all those things that teams typically really, really like. Cup winner. So it would, be, it would be one of those, like, the, the, I would prefer for them to go to, to, to give all of these younger guys a shot, but I'm, I'm, it would not surprise me if they were like, well, we're just going to do this. But
0: you know how NHL teams operate, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he sticks out on that list for the same reason that Jason Demers sticks out on the defense list. Yep. Where it's like, well, you know, a guy at the end of the line here going to play for cheap. But that fits our price tag.
0: Been there, done it before, not planning on playing him too many minutes anyway. Can
1: can bring a number of elements,
0: blah, 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 blah.
1: So I think that's a uh, a name that until he either goes off the board or retires, that's a name I would keep an eye on.
0: Yeah. uh, Man, there really isn't a ton outside of that. I guess unqualified Ryan Donato maybe.
1: Yeah, and I like Donato, but again, like you're taking a chance on Ryan Donato to go and do something. And yeah. I and it wasn't. It wasn't like he had a bad year in San Jose. Like he put up like what 20 points. Yep. And I you know, I'm I don't think that I'm I'm just a little surprised he's unqualified and unsigned. Like this was a guy that was pretty highly sought after not that long ago and he's been moved twice
0: yeah it's
1: like boston signed him after a huge final year in college yep and then traded him to minnesota who traded him to san jose and like the the two Minnesota, that was the Charlie Coyle deal, so he was like the big prospect there. That was the whole point of that deal. And then he got dealt for just a third rounder. And now he's not even qualified. It's
0: it's a wild uh, downhill turn there, yeah.
1: It will and, and while this is happening, he's still producing in the NHL. Yep. Like this isn't like a guy that just totally collapsed. Now I'll say I'm unfamiliar with what his underlying numbers look like. So that might be problematic for some people, but I
0: point still though, man. Without
1: you know, without knowing, like as okay. So they're the analytics are okay. They're not bad enough for me to be like. They're not bad enough for me to understand why he's still not signed. Sure. So that's a guy. That's a guy that I think I would prefer. For them to give a look to, oh, he did have a pretty big negative effect on driving play last year.
0: Here we go, down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. uh, in any case, before we get too deep on Donato, one last forward I want to get to before we get into the meat and potatoes of the defenseman. Uh, Chucky, any thought? A little bit of a pesty guy, people who like a little bit of that grit. Any interest in bringing him in? No, not at all. Put up decent numbers in Toronto. I'm good. All right, just throwing it out there.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll pass. Uh, I know some don't people talk me. about like PTO and all that. No, I'm good. <laughs> all right, uh, just, I'll, I'll just, just throw the
0: name out there. Yeah,
1: that for me. No, don't need to continue that.
0: All right. Well, I talked about getting to the meat and potatoes, so how about Hassel Cattle Company? They brought you, We brought you a rather damn good be- beer. Now we're bringing you damn good beef, if I can get there at the end of the day. Hassel's giving you 10% off when you use code DNBR10. Jump on it. Head on over to H-A-S-S-E-L-L cattlecompany.com. Use that code. To get yourself, whether it be their amazing Wagyu, their blue-collar Wagyu. They got bone-in ribeyes. They got Tomahawk steaks. They got pretty much everything under the sun that you can imagine when it comes to meat. And it's all amazing stuff. Can't recommend their stuff enough. Their burger down at the bar gets rave reviews anytime I talk to anybody about it. So be sure to check that out as well yeah. when you come on down. Never had negative feedback on it. Yeah, no. Not one. Nobody's ever been like, oh, you guys overhyped this burger. Yeah, I've never been told that. The only thing I get told about the burger is you undersold it and I've sold it pretty hard. So <laughs> I feel like it, it lives up to the hype. We'll put it that way. Uh, be sure to check that out. And if you're doing a big order, $200 or more gets you free shipping just to boot as well. Then hit up Strava craft coffee and get 25% off your first order. When you use code DNBR25 plus you can get 20% off for life. When you use their subscription service, another product you can try down at the bar, cold brew Strava, on tap, down at the bar, go get it, give it a try, when you love it, you can order more, because that's just, that's how Strava Craft Coffee works, and then you can drive a couple blocks next to the bar, get yourself some Solace Meds, I know both D-Line and AJ are a big fan, they can get you two cans of Dixie for 30 bucks right now at Solace, so jump on that, Fantastic deal. And then when you check out online for pickup through them, you get twenty percent off when you use the DNBR20 code. They got you covered all over Denver, whether it be downtown, Wheat Ridge, Fort Collins. Uh they're they're covering every every square of, of Denver, basically. You can get what you need from Solace. They have a ton of other deals as well in store, whether it be twenty percent off Spectra, even twenty-five percent off Ripple products, some other fifteen percent offs from Silver Shelf and, and Connoisseur Shelf Concentrates as well. So bunch of awesome deals. If you haven't checking them, checked them out yet, get on it. Get over there. See, see the awesome cannabis products you can get at Solace Meds. You can check out online at solacemeds.com. Third period of the DMVR Avalanche podcast presented by Draft King Sportsbook. Uh, let's get into the defenseman. Uh, Ryan Murray still the one at the top for you, AJ? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's the most interesting. I, is this another one where it's hard to judge the market? Cause he was making 4.6 last year.
1: The real big question with Ryan Murray, uh, who, who's been attached. Oh, uh, another guy who's been attached to the black hole of information. That is the Islanders. Yeah. Uh, is the, the health. Sure. He the had guy? a health. Um, he, he had a healthy season and, and then
0: his first, you yeah. <laughs> know,
1: but it's, it's also like a short season. So yep. it's like, what do you do? Yeah. It's... Like how much do you buy into this given, you know, the reality?
0: Does the, is that not like a big hurdle for the abs to cross? Because this isn't a large part of going out and getting another defenseman, a little bit of insurance for EJ who's the same guy in that that regard, gets injured almost every year.
1: Right, like, it's funny because people have talked about it like, oh, well, EJ can play half of the year, and Ryan Murray can play what the other half other of half? the year. <laughs> but it's, what's more realistic is that they get hurt. They they both end up hurt.
0: They both play the first half, get hurt, yeah, and then exactly. the half's no bottom pair. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: And then they trade for Patrick Nemeth at the deadline, and everybody's yeah. like,
0: oh, not again, no. <laughs>
1: So I, you know, like Ryan, I think Ryan Murray is the most talented guy uh, who also fits the kind of game that they want to play, which I think is an important distinction, because if you just go and get big guys and you get, you know, okay, well, we got, we got a big, we got a big physical guy that plays PK for us. Great. Great.
0: Neat. If he doesn't, if he doesn't
1: fit what you do, what you're trying to do, can he skate? Can you're
0: in the abs five on five systems, yeah. exactly. And
1: we saw with Patrick Nemeth, there's just a m- major misfit there. Yep. And before Patrick Nemeth got there, we saw Ryan Graves had a very up and down year. Yep. There were there were some real peaks and valleys to to the Ryan Graves experience last year.
0: Definitely. Um, it's. <laughs> So Murray's at the top. The only real other, relatively young option out there is Connor Carrick.
1: Yeah, and Connor Carrick's never really proven himself yeah. uh, beyond being just a rotation kind of guy. Which, like, if that's what they wanted to give him, um, that's how they wanted to use him. That would be fine. Um, but but really. Uh, that i don't feel like it solves any of their problems he doesn't really address anything that they need yep um you know the other I, I i'm less worried about youth here because they yeah. just need they you just you need a third
0: is, pairing dude yeah you're gonna this play is a, him 14 minutes a night pK probably yeah. yeah
1: this is a one year band-aid so yep. you're looking you're okay jason Demers. You're looking. Uh, can Can Eric? Branson get that job done? You know, not not names that you get excited about. And certainly with a guy like Branson, not a name that anybody who cares about analytics is going to be like. Not going to like that. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, because he is just analytically speaking, here he is horrific. <laughs> uh analytically and you look at every single thing about his on ice results and nothing is good yep nothing not, is good it's not pretty there isn't the the only thing about erica branson is he is he is big
0: i will say you put him in the abs system you put him on a quality team like the abs might help those numbers a little bit i'm not saying he'll be good by any stretch of the imagination but can you
1: shelter him can you do those things nashville tried to do that and it went poorly
0: well nashville did it for nine games so
1: so yeah and nashville that was enough for them for them to be like fair enough we're good (laughs) we're good so i think that's um, the whole Marcus Patterson thing, the abs are not going to commit that kind of money. Even with a million retained, um, they're not going to commit that kind of money for that kind of term. Uh, they've got to be careful there because that chews into potentially uh, another contract for a guy like Bowen Pyram. Yep. Uh, and that's a concern that you would have to have.
0: Term is absolutely the enemy of the Abs when it comes to this free agent move whether it be defense or forward honestly. Yeah. This
1: for what they're what they're trying to do right now. They definitely don't want to overcommit to something. Yep. Uh and obviously like a guy like Marcus Patterson's got really good underlines, good shot blocker, he's got good mobility. Fits in a lot of things what the Abs do. Uh but it's just that the the term is problematic for me. It's not that he's not a good player. Uh I just don't I don't like the
0: What happens when you commit to a bottom pairing defenseman for more than two years is you get Ryan Graves.
1: Yeah. I mean, you get like, it's, it's all good and well when you're team Canada and you're going to play for three weeks, Yeah, but you end up, you know, in the NHL, this dude has to go and do this every night. And he's like, I'm better than this. Yep. You know, then he ends up personally frustrated and or unhappy. Um, Knowing everyone, that
0: everyone loses in that situation, yeah,
1: knowing that like, okay, well, his next contract is going to be that more commiserate with the player of his role. and then like again, anyway, not the point. Point is is that it, he's a good player. If they'd made that move tomorrow, I'd be excited because he's a good player, but it's a it, it's just a situation where you have to be I'm just saying they have to be careful with the term there. Yep. Uh, because you are you are hopeful that Bo Byram isn't is not just an impact player for you, but a high impact player for you.
0: You're committed to that at this point, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's not to say don't don't not make a move because of that. Just just that you just have to, I'm just saying you just have to be careful with the that.
0: The abs don't have the cap flexibility to not commit to that right now. Yeah, I mean, they don't have the cap
1: flexibility to just be handing out deals like right. that. They they, exactly. they want to keep some things in mind yep. as, as they go. Uh, and that's that's all I'm saying with the Patterson thing. Because if they got, if they got Patterson, their left side would be really, really good. Uh, because you would then have a, uh, you know, you could do, you know, Taves, uh, you could do Gerard on either side if you wanted. Yep. You could do Byram on either side if you wanted. And then Pedersen. Uh, and I just.
0: rounded out by Makar and if healthy EJ.
1: Yeah. And, and that would be a really good, like if your third pairing on opening night was Marcus Pedersen and Bowen Byram, he'd be really, really, really good. Yep. Like, really good. And it would be mobile, and Pedersen does a lot of things that the Avs need uh, in terms of, like, the shot blocking and the he would play on the PK for them. And, like, it would be a good fit. I'm just saying that the term would make me... You just have to be careful with it. If if they retained a million dollars, great. That makes it easier to swallow. Uh, But it's... You just have to be careful. Is all I'm saying.
0: A couple of questions from chat here. Have you guys talked about Jordan Gross from Arizona? Is he any good depth wise? Uh, he's an AHL depth. guy. Yeah, yeah, he's
1: he's he's a guy that you never know because Colorado's had so much success in the last couple of years with Ryan Graves and Jacob McDonald.
0: Just yoloing dudes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that you're just kind of like. Hmm,
0: but I mean, what's this? I on my personal depth chart, you have Dennis Gilbert ahead of that dude. Yeah, you have – I'd maybe give a shot to Justin Barron before that dude. It's – he has a lot of bodies to climb over if he wants yeah. to in the NHL for the abs.
1: He's like – he's a good puck mover, but he's he's small.
0: Yep. Uh, and then Colin asks, what is Carolina going to do with their glut of demon? They have Slavin, Pesciuske, Gardner, uh, Bear, Cole, Smith, and now D'Angelo as well.
1: Well, so Smith is a guy that I think they can – at the end of his career there, he was going back and forth between forward and defense. So he could do that if they need to. Uh, can, can we bring that comment back up just so I can read that list again? Yep, yeah. Let
0: me find it really quick.
1: I guess I could just look there we at go. Their, their team.
0: Slave and Pesci, Shea, Gardner, Bear, Cole.
1: Okay. Well, Gardner kind of worked his way out of the lineup at times last year where it wasn't so great. Uh Bear and Cole, uh, Boy, would that be a third pairing? <laughs> Smith, you can yeah, take it out of that list, and then the hot. Yeah, yard. and then and then Tony D. You know, you we just don't know. Yep. That's a the he probably has to move. He probably has to take a job somewhere. Yep. For a million dollars, he probably just has to take a job. Um, so I don't think that they need to do anything right now. I think that they love that depth, and uh, they're just rolling, unfortunately.
0: Well, living the dream. Uh, there really isn't a ton else out there on the defensive side for UFAs, for the Avs. I, yeah. I, I guess you get wild and look at, like, Ben Hutton or Jordy Ben or something like that. But
1: Yeah, and again, like, those are, those are cats that... <sighs> You know, we're talking. Do
0: you, do you really want them playing every night? Type of you thing. You just yeah.
1: you need a third pairing guy. Yeah. Uh, and it's like those guys are those guys are still free agents for a reason. Yep. They're they're flawed dudes that need the rights. They need to be in the right situation. Definitely. Um. Although I do have a friend that loves Pretty Ben for some reason. She would be very excited about it. <laughs> I don't right. know what that's all about. I mean, it's weird,
0: but. All these guys have all these guys have bad analytics. So, all right, AJ, you can be freed from Twitter jail, but the ABS have to sign Lucas Pizza. Fine. They <laughs>
1: don't have to play him. They would because we know how they roll. But I would get to call him Lucas Pizza all year, so I'm good with that. All right, there you go. And then I would ask him, Do you mind if I call you Lucas Pizza? And then he'd be like, Don't ever talk to me again.
0: <laughs> uh, can we get some free AJs in the chat? AJ, any yeah. final thoughts here on this on this free agency market for the evs? I just there's not really a lot
1: left for them to do, impact-wise. Um, it's impact wise. Um impact player wise. Sure. Uh, I would like to see them use the money to do something, though. Uh, they saved a million dollars on the the Kemper deal. Make it make it count. You know, don't just don't just be like, oh, well, we can use this at the deadline for the guy that they're gonna waste another fifth round pick on, who's not any good. Like, let's. Yeah. I would like to see them do something here, whether that's Tatar, or forward, or any of those other cats.
0: You can sign uh, one of these dudes on a one year to just play, yeah. right? <laughs> get it get it out there get it done use your cap space effectively
1: yep um yeah do it uh somebody asked about Bobby Ryan I'm good with that man he would that wouldn't that wouldn't bother me at all he could definitely be your JT comfort did not just have a career worst year he's just bad now he's <laughs> he's kind of your JT comfort insurance if that were the
0: case yeah i liked him last year as a, a deadline pickup if they wanted to give him one year for a nothing deal, that's fine. Yeah.
1: Excuse, any other Any other former Red Wings that are out there? I know somebody asked somebody earlier asked about Evgeny Svechnikov. You want to get the bad Svechnikov, brother? Sure, I'm good with that too. <laughs> you could have a fourth line of former Red Wings. That's definitely what you want to do to slam your window closed.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, of I'm course, a- Kessel's asked for a trade. I mean, good luck, good the, the Colorado. The, there would have to be retention there. And I have no idea what the price would be. on. No, I, don't, deal, I don't but... see how that's ever a fit, but... Kessel, I mean, on the right side, if Kessel takes the Donskoy job, I'm good with that.
0: No, I, I can see how the Avs would like it, but I mean, contractually, I don't see how the ABS ever make it work. Yeah. It's just not... Yeah, I mean, they would have to... half of that would have to get retained. Even then, it's three point four, which I guess they could just fit. But you're running McDermott in, in your defense every night at that point. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's going to happen anyway. It yeah. might. It's it right. In yeah. any yeah. case, we're going to yeah, get I out mean, of here. Uh,
1: Timo Timo Meyer would probably cost you Burkowski. And, oh yeah,
0: that's that's a whole different stratosphere at that point. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, and then and then another player. Yeah, and then another first round pick and. That's problematic. You don't want to be, you don't want to be two years out with no first rounders before you even start the year.
0: And you have to remember, Meyer also his base salary in the last year that deal is the ten yep. million dollar. Yep. See you later.
1: <laughs> that's that's a that that means that he would have to be given a ten million dollar qualifying offer,
0: which is not going to happen. Yep. So, in any case. Before we get too down the rabbit hole, we're going to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the pod. We appreciate all of you all. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. That helps us out a ton. We're in August, and there's still like 200 of you hanging around watching this live. I know some of y'all aren't subscribed yet. So help us out with that. Other than that, we'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place, same thing. Uh, You know where to find us. Until then, we'll talk to you later.